Hi friends, and welcome to The Spirit Scoop with Michelle. Michelle is just your typical grounded tourist, Canadian loving girl who loves everything spiritual. Michelle is a spiritual medium, a Reiki master, and an angel reader. Get ready each week to dive into Michelle's own lived experiences, spiritual guidance and tips, awesome guests, and lots and lots of spirits, of course. Together, we'll feel inspired. We may learn something new. We'll learn to trust in spirit. And don't be surprised if you have a lot of OMG moments. So now's your time to grab a cup of tea, get comfortable, and we're about to start. Here's your host, Michelle Lindsay. Welcome to the last episode of 2023. I'm grateful to continue to keep, to keep up with this podcast, but I think people around me, they were, they weren't sure like how long this would be going on for or how long I'd be continuing to be able to have amazing guests on the podcast. So I feel so lucky to have connected with everybody this year and everybody who have interviewed all of my friends, people that I've interviewed that I've got to know better since then. I'm grateful for all of my listeners who tune in every week. Really appreciate all the love, honestly, you guys. Like it makes my day when you reach out to me on social media or send me an email or when I scroll through my reviews and I see like a nice review, just it makes my day. And I really appreciate all of your guys' love. Podcasting is has definitely been a lot more work than I anticipated. I was always told that it was a lot of work. I have been loving it. It feels very expansive. I love interviewing people. I have been having so much fun with it. So I'm happy that you guys love it too, as much as I do. I'm really hoping everybody had a nice holiday. I'm hoping that you were able to take some time for yourself just to relax and get away from the busyness and the chaoticness of Christmas and what the holidays can sometimes bring. Yeah, I'm really hoping everybody had a great 2023 and you're excited for 2024. I am somebody that typically loves like making New Year's resolutions or New Year's intentions or goals, like whichever you want to call it. I I love that New Year energy personally. I just get really motivated and I start cleaning my house like crazy and just getting rid of stuff that I don't use anymore, just making more space. And yeah, it just definitely does feel like an energy shift. Usually every year before New Year's Eve, I do clean my house like crazy. I've been getting rid of clothes and donating and just being a Taurus and a Cancer rising. Like my home is very important to me and the energy in my home. I'm wondering if you guys are somebody that typically likes New Year's resolutions or not. I know it's kind of feels like 50-50 from what I hear, but it's been nice. I've been reflecting a lot of going through what 23 actually had brought me, what I've learned from 2023. I actually usually pull up my phone and I'll go through all of the months, like all of the months and photos and there's things that happened this year that I even forgot about. It's nice to have that review. And it's a lot. Like I'm surprised of 
how much I fit into 2023. I think a big part of it is, I think, writing things in my calendar because I find that if I don't write things in my calendar, they might not ever happen. And I notice that like time will go by and I'll be like, oh my gosh, I haven't done in, done this in so long. Why did I stop? Because I stopped writing it in my calendar. So that is something that really worked for me this year. And I continue to see the importance with that. I really did enjoy my 2023. But of course, with all the amazing things that this year has brought me. I've gone through some the ringer with a few things and it's been a roller coaster. So when I think of back about 2023, I tend to focus on the things that did bring me expansion, that did bring me growth, that brought me love. But you know, there of course there are the times that were sad and stressful and things that I have never gone through in my life before and the hard, hard times. And I think that what we, we, of course, we know that we post on social media all, all the highlights, but with highlights, there are the, it's the other side too of what didn't go right and what we didn't follow through with. Where did we disappoint ourselves? Like, where do we wish we would have done better? I have been reflecting on that part as well and just rolling with it, honestly. And I've learned to really trust that everything is working out for my, for my highest and greatest good. And I've been really leaning on that through all the tough times this year and seeing the bright side when it does seem dark and when it does seem challenging, like knowing, knowing that there is light at the end of the tunnel and there, this is happening for a reason and seeing why is this happening and see the learning of why it's happening and how you are changing and developing as a person. So yeah, I've been <laughs> cleaning my house a lot and reflecting a lot. So it's been nice to have this time off to really do so because in the busyness of it all, work, school, kids, relationships, like in the mix of a busy life, it's it's sometimes it's hard to reflect. So I really take this time at the end of the year to reflect. And that's why I do like resolutions because it's just taking that time to yourself and writing down what you want to bring more of. And I think that's also manifesting energy as well that we're leaning into. We are coming into numerology, the number eighth year. So how they how that happens is you just add two plus two plus four. Um, 2024, and it equals out to be the number eight, which is all about wisdom, karma, infinity sign, and also like abundance as well, like financial abundance. Yeah, hopefully some financial abundance this year. <laughs> yes, please. If you've been following for a while and you've really liked this podcast and you do want more content in the new year, I would really, really appreciate a five-star review. If you want to just comment, maybe like your favorite episode this year, your favorite guest, maybe something that you took away from an episode that really stuck with you, whether it was a quote, whether it was something that was said, whether it is a teaching that was taught. I would love, love, love to hear back from you guys. And I'm just so grateful. The reviews really does help people find this podcast. And it does really help me out in the podcast world. 
and it just takes a moment. So I'm very grateful for those who have already left a review. This episode is actually from Spirit Reach. She interviewed me and she posted it on her podcast a couple weeks ago. Um, So now I'm just reposting the same episode on my podcast in case you guys missed it on her podcast. I just thought that there was such good conversation and we went really deep. I loved like the way that things flowed. And there are some things on this episode, this interview that I haven't spoken about on my own podcast before. So that's why I really wanted to share it with you guys as well. There might be a little bit of review if you have been following along since the episode one. So just kind of how I got into mediumship, we kind of start off with that, but we don't focus too much on that part. We talk about my past lives. We talk about soul fragments and what that looks like and reincarnating in multiple lifetimes at the same time. We talk about exit points of having different exit points in our lifetime, whether we get, to, we get to choose whether we want to stay or whether we want to leave. And that is all planned before we come here. So I just share my experience of how what that looked like for me personally. And yeah, you guys are going to love this conversation. We just kept going back and forth, back and forth, and just kept bouncing off one another in such a great way. I will see you guys next in 2024. Hi, and welcome to today's episode. I have Michelle Lindsay. She's a medium, mentor, and podcast host of the Spirit Scoop podcast. Welcome. Thank you. So excited to be here today. So today I would like to just have you share your journey with becoming a medium. Yes, it always takes me back to my childhood. It all started when I was seven years old. I went through losing my mother. My dad, he received a spiritual book. We never grew up religious. We never really went to church or anything. We never really had any strong beliefs. So my dad received this book and he actually, it took him to learn about it for me to learn from him. So he was learning of how you can stay in communication with spirit because he was still grieving he had three kids he was going through the worst a bit losing his high school sweetheart so he was really looking for any sense or feeling that she was still around so he was learning of how he can look for signs how he can ask for signs how he can feel her presence And he has a lot of amazing stories that he's actually seen my mother come to him before he fell asleep one night and she reached her arm out and he reached his arm out and they touched hands and held hands together. And ever since he had that big moment, that was after he read the book. So I grew up, he always told me and inspired me to speak to my mother and just talk talk to her, ask for signs. She's around. So I always grew up talking to her, believing that she was still around. He actually gave me this book to read. And for some reason, every time I opened this book, I couldn't get through one page. And it was like I was reading a foreign language. It was something that like I would read one page and I wouldn't remember any of it. And I'd be like, okay, I'm going to reread this page again. As much as I really wanted to read this book, 
and learn about spirituality, I wasn't able to understand this book. So I just took that as now looking back, it just wasn't my time. I I felt like I was too young. I wasn't ready to dive into the spirituality and learning how to connect mediumistically. It wasn't meant to be at that age. So I think divine timing has a lot to do with it. When I was 18 years old, I went to my first medium. He explained that my mom was there. I I would talk to her after all of these years, but I never really understood how spirits spoke back because they don't really speak with their outside hearing. It's more of like transfer of thought. So I wasn't able to understand that she was speaking back to me, but I went to this first medium and he told me that she was there and a bunch of messages. And he told me that I could see her if I wanted to. He's, have you ever seen your mom in spirit? And I said, no, but I would love to. So he told me that that all I had to do was ask. I went home that night and I was talking to her like I normally do. I seen her sitting on the end of my bed in the reflection of my television because my television was turned off where it was like acted like a mirror, right? And I seen her sitting on the end of my bed. And that was like, that was my first spiritual awakening. So that... It was able to get my confirmation that, okay, after all of these years, I held that hope that I was talking to her and she's still around. And that was more of my validation that she is still there. So that was like such a transformational moment. How old were you when your dad gave you this book? I want to say I was like probably early teenager years, like 11 to 10 to 12, probably around those years. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So that was my first spiritual awakening. (laughs) But I feel like I definitely have a few awakenings in my lifetime. And I think after every awakening, I just was looking for more answers and like seeking more books and more people to learn information from. So I think that actually gave me a nice kick in the butt. Okay, now is your time to dive into this mediumship and learn how to connect with spirit. When you saw your mom's reflection for the first time, did she look the same? Yes, she looked exactly the same. She had her long black hair, like regular clothing. She looks just like how she did. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a good question because people like ask, does she look like a like an angel? Did she look like an orb? Nope. She looked literally like she was not dead and she was sitting right at the end of my bed. I love that story because... It shows that your father was the one who really brought you into this spiritual side of um, being curious, even though maybe you did not understand that book at the time and how you were saying how divine timing, because I too believe in divine timing. I, I think back when I had the spiritual communication and intuitive abilities, but why I was not fully tapped in yet. And I do think it was because there was life lessons, life experiences that we needed to go through first before we could fully understand the mentorship, the teachings, the mediumship development. So there's like this life lesson that needed to happen first before we got fully into it. So I really love that story and how it was your father who was the one who brought you into developing. I would say that was like my first spiritual awakening because that really shifted things. But another spiritual awakening, which was another big one, was 
has to do with another book. I had started a cleaning business. I often would have my my earplugs in. I would listen to audiobooks. And I came across this audiobook, Your Soul's Plan. And when I'm cleaning, you know, you're in that meditation state where your mind is really just, you're in autopilot. And I just keep going, just cleaning. I'm just in autopilot and I'm listening to this audiobook. I didn't even get too far into the audiobook where I started to get like a flood of uh, messages, memories. And it was like memories that I was there. It was about me. The best way I can describe it is after having too many drinks one night, you wake up in the morning and you ask the people that you went out with, you're like, okay, wait, what happened last night? Like, where did we go? Like, where did we go after that first place? And once they start to tell you, oh, yeah, after we went to this place, we went to that place and we ran into this person. It's like your memory starts to come back as they give you information. And you can start to almost remember being in, in these different places. So that's what was happening for me. It was all of these memories that I've forgotten because I believe that when we come into this lifetime, we go through a veil of forgetfulness and we're supposed to forget everything so we can come in fresh and have a new start. And all these memories started coming back. So that was another awakening. And as I continued to listen to this book, like the memories that I was receiving and the information and the visions later on in the book, they would start to talk about it. Like I, I seen my life review as a memory before they even got to that section in the book. And I didn't even know that it was called a life review. I just remembered after I passed away, there was like this television and I was like put in front of this television to watch it. And there was somebody else there as well. And at, at the beginning, I didn't know who it was, but now it feels like it was like an ascended master. And I was watching this and watching this television. And I seen like my whole life being in this one TV. Sh it was like a five minute movie of my entire life. They first started off with how I impacted people in this lifetime and all and they would show me the people like I that I upset and I would feel their emotions and I I could feel it in my own body and I felt terrible because I would see them crying because of something that I did and I could feel their pain in my own body as I go through my life review I feel every emotion they show me everything that I did wrong or how I upset people and I just felt like crap, to be honest. I was like, wow, like this is such a bad feeling going through all of these people's pain. And I just regretted like having and having anybody feel any bad emotions because of me. But then they ended it, the life review of how you impacted people and going through all of the joy that was caused because of you. The purpose of that, it almost felt like it was like a report card right? This is how your life was. This is what you did wrong. And this is what you did good. And it's just taking that life review and bringing it into the next lifetime almost to want to do better, right? So I had this whole experience happen. It's while I'm cleaning somebody's house. I remember the exact house I was cleaning. I was in this house for five hours, just going through this whole experience, which was crazy. And then later in the book, they talked about doing a life review. And I go, oh, that was what I was seeing i didn't even know the words for it so yeah that was crazy of just how that awakening it was almost like 
I felt like one thing in the book, like it must have been something that somebody said in the book where it just opened a door and then all of these memories started fluttering in. So that's really interesting. I think, too, with when you're talking to people in a reading, you could say one thing and that could just open doors for other things to come through. And sometimes it's just one word that we need to hear to unlock something. Wow. That synchronicity of words and then that memory coming back into your awareness. It's pretty amazing when that stuff happens because it allows us to reflect on how we're showing up in this lifetime, how we're presenting, how we're maybe mistreating people or maybe we're overgiving or whatever the situation may be. It allows us to reflect back on our life and possibly other lifetimes we've had in this whole human experience. So thank yeah. you for sharing. Thank you for sharing that. When you ask yourself why that happened, what do you think the reasoning for that was? I think sometimes when we're shown signs or we get synchronicities, I always ask myself, why did that happen? Why did that play out that way? Why do you think it was? Yeah, I pondered that question all the time because it almost feels like I tapped into Akashic records of my own. Mm. I've never tried doing Akashic record reading before. Like there's a part of me that wonders, is that something that I can tap into, but I just haven't tried it? Because Akashic Records, for those who don't know, is just tapping into past lives. It's like this, I don't know, however you imagine it, but like just all of your past lives in one one book or one area that you can tap into and get information from. So it feels like I tapped into that somehow, but also a part of me, which is, is that when I started doing mediumship, Almost my whole family went Christian at the exact same time that I started doing mediumship, like my dad and his new wife, so my stepmom, and then his previous wife, who I'm still in contact with, like they all started going to church at the exact same time, which is so interesting. And it almost feels like it was like a test for me because just... The memories that I've had in the pre-birth planning, I know what my plan was to come into this lifetime and I know I'm on the right path. So I think that really helps keep me centered when you have people coming at you with different beliefs and they think that you're not doing, you're working for not love and light. You're working and connecting with dark energy and you're not supposed to be doing this. I think that I often have people trying to take me off the path that I'm on and because I have these memories I know what my purpose is here and I know I know the plan said so I and I know that I'm connecting with love and God wanted me here to bring healing to other people and as I say that I could feel my angels coming in so I think it's a part of it as well as just for myself to not doubt myself and just to keep going so I think that it's really helpful for me to have that those memories because of that It gives you a foundation to stand on. That's what I'm hearing. It makes you feel solid in your belief system. Totally. I want to share something really quick because I had a memory where I was in Rome and I went into the Colosseum. And as soon as I stepped into the Colosseum, actually when I was standing in line, my body started shaking and I started having like a physical response of being there. Then when I got in the middle of being in the actual Colosseum in Rome, I started crying, my whole physical, everything. And this was when I was maybe like 22 years old. And so I started 
having this full on memory of dying there. I remember being like a gladiator and dying there at that Coliseum. That was actually my first time recalling a past life. And it was a very strong physical response that I had. And I've never had anything like that where I go to a location, a crying fit over being there. But I'm curious, you you hear about people like remembering their life before they're born. Do you have a memory of coming into this world that you carried with you maybe from a previous life? Yes, I do, actually. And it's interesting that you had that full-on experience at Rome because I was told that I have a previous past life and I should go to the Colosseum when I go to Rome. So I'm going to Rome in May and I'm like, I need to go to the Colosseum. Like my soul is just being pulled there. So cool that you mentioned that because I think I'm going to feel like connected to that as well. And I'm so curious of what's going to happen, if I'm going to feel anything when I go. But it definitely feels like that's so cool that sometimes you just have to be in the right place and you'll start to get those like memories. It's just like having your soul's imprint in that energy. That's exactly what happened. And it was so weird because I was with my boyfriend. And I was shaking when we were standing in line. I was like, what is happening right now? Did I not eat enough? I felt physically sick. Yeah. And then I get in the middle of the place and I'm just like, he's trying to take pictures and we're trying to be And I'm just like, no, I died here. <laughs> I had no like, idea. I explain that to people. And, and it's just, it reminds me, and I just want to say this, witch wound. There's something, I think we all have that similar, I don't know, there's that imprint of energy. A lot of us that are on this path of light workers or medium or healers, we travel very similar paths. So it's interesting that you're going there and you've been told that. And keep me updated because I definitely want to hear about that trip. Totally. Yeah, I, I believe too. Also in this lifetime, if me and you are connected. I feel like we've connected for it too. And I feel like we have traveled similar paths. So yeah. Yeah. That's almost like I imagine like a classroom on the other side, like grade one, grade two, grade three. It's like we were in the same grade. I don't know. Yeah. No, I fully believe that as well. But back to if I've had memories of my previous lifetime. Yes, I had all these memories come through at this awakening that I had. I would have memories like every day up until a month long. And every time I would be driving, I'd be cleaning, like I could be doing all these things. These memories would come in at different times. But I did have a memory come through of my previous lifetime before I came into this lifetime, which is sometimes it's hard to see the order of your lifetimes. But I know that this one was right before this one that I'm in. I actually died pretty young. I died in my early 30s. And I felt like my life was cut short. And I had one daughter. And I remember they showed me this scene. And this is all like when I'm awake. If anybody's wondering, does it happen my, when I'm sleeping? Are these dreams? This is all happening when I'm awake. I'm walking through this alley and it's daytime. I see there was a garbage can. I see there's an alley behind some shops and daytime. It's bright lights and I'm walking alone. I don't know why, but I feel like I want to, maybe I'm cutting like through. So I'm going through this alley and I thought that it was going to be safe because it's light out. I started walking to this alley and I noticed that I was being followed. There was one man following me. And then I think that they were connected or friends because another man came up and was like, hey, the two guys were coming in behind me. And I was like, oh, crap, I'm being followed. And then after I noticed that these men are following me and they're getting really close, I was pulled out of my body. My spirit was pulled out of my body. 
I believe it was my guide that was like right there. It was like I was watching a movie. So I'm with my guide right above the scene and I'm watching the scene go down. So I, I'm, I see myself as I'm above myself and I'm seeing these men. There ended up being three that were partnered together. And my guide was like wanting me to leave the scene completely. He didn't want me to hover over and watch. And I was like, no, what do you mean? What's happening? And it just felt like it was like a video game. You're playing a video game and it's, you're dead. Game over. And it felt like a game over scene. And I was like, what? I'm dead? I couldn't believe that I was dead because it, I didn't, it didn't even unfold yet, right? I didn't see myself die. The men was just walking up to me. So I was like, what do you mean? I died because I didn't see it physically. And my guide was like, yes. And he, my guide wanted me to go to leave the scene. And I was like, no, I don't want to go yet. And, but then he told me, you don't want to see what happens to your body. You don't want to watch yourself die, basically. Uh -huh. And maybe that's an image that like you don't want to keep with you for all these lifetimes. So I, I said, okay, for sure, let's go. But I was really surprised that I died. And I was really surprised about that I, my soul left my body before I was actually dead. Mm. So I think that often happens to people and they wonder that like in readings oh my gosh like yeah. accident like did they feel all that pain but I do remember and I do believe that they don't feel the pain because we leave our bodies before the actual impact of car accident or impact of death uh, absolutely yeah. I've seen this with older people let's say who fall and maybe break their hips I see the soul leading before the fall before yeah. the the fracture and then that fracture almost puts them into a coma and then they end up being on life support and then die on life support type of thing. But that's what happens. The fall, the spirit will leave before. I've seen that in so many different situations with uh, loved ones on the other side. This conversation is so interesting because I have a past life. I remember coming in from one of my past life, similar thing. I was a child, but for me, I remember everything. So I'm wondering why is it some guides or some spirits will protect the person versus allowing them to experience that? That's interesting. What do you, what do you mean about what happened with you and your memory? With my memory, similar situation, I was a little girl, I was 13, and I was being beaten. I physically remember being punched, being hit, being tormented, and then leaving after once I die. I absolutely agree with what you're saying about how the soul will leave before the physical pain comes, but then there's some times where the person that is having this event happen to them, where they will feel it. Maybe I was not supposed to leave that time. And so that's why it was like pushing me back into my body, allowing me to feel it. Maybe I could get through it. Maybe it was something I needed to agree on at some point. Like I've had enough. I'm ready to go type of thing. Yeah. yeah. And some people it's just like instant. So I'm very curious. Do you have any thoughts on that? That's a good question. Just because I, I haven't had that, so I'm not sure. But I wonder too, yeah, I wonder if for the people that like don't feel the pain and then they just go leave right away, I wonder if that was like a part of their soul contract is to like to leave at that very moment. Mm -hmm. And I wonder for you if, because I believe that, and I have memories of this, is that we have different exit points in our life, right? So 
that could be like a potential exit yeah. point where it's not like it was made that you're mm-hmm. supposed to die at 31. You're supposed to die at this right time. So it could be like an exit point. And if you decide like within your soul that you want to leave, then you have that. The, the door will open and you have that potential exit. Like it's coming through for me right now. I, I do agree with that. We get to have that free will. We get to determine if we're ready to leave. Yeah. Within I do that have, circumstance. I do have a couple of stories about about exit points if you want to, if we're yeah, on. Yes, let's talk. Okay. So one of another memory of mine was that I always think that I'm a younger soul because I feel like I was afraid to incarnate because like I didn't want to go through like the human experience, right? Like you you feel pain, you go through emotions that aren't always good emotions. It's usually it's good and bad. So I was like almost like nervous to come into this lifetime. And that's why I feel like I'm a younger soul because I I I it's like the fear of the unknown, right? Where they give you this <clears throat> where they give you this option of okay, you could incarnate as a human and these are all the bad things that could happen to you. But this is all the good things that could happen to you as well. So I remember creating two exit points. One of my exit points, there's like a feather that's just flying around right now. In the sky. That's so cool. I almost landed. Okay, I have to share this with you because I just had this thought as you're talking about this. Okay. So when God decided that he was going to make people, he told the angels, I'm going to create people. The angels said, why would you do that? You have us. God says, you can only be good, but with people, they have free will. And it will be interesting to see what people choose. Completely see that. We have so much free will that I know for a fact, from memories, that that's real. Wow, that resonates. So I created two exit points, and one of them was they didn't tell me my exit points. They just told me, like, you will have two exit points. And if you're going through life and you're like, I want to leave, you'll have these exit points. And I wasn't told of how they would show up. And when I was 10 years old, I almost drowned. I was in the water with my sister. The beach was closing. Everybody was packing up. It was the end of the day. And we were on vacation in New Jersey. My sister and I were like the last ones in the water and my aunt was packing the car and my sister and I were like, let's so see who can go the furthest. And we both knew how to swim. But all of a sudden, I just was pulled underwater and I couldn't get back up. And it wasn't like I was like struggling and trying to swim. Nothing happened. It was just a calm day. I was pulled underwater. I didn't see anything, but I could see, ironically, as I'm underwater, which is impossible, but I could see it happening. My my aunt coming and running down this long dock, and she had jean shorts on. She ripped her shorts off because they would just be heavy, right? She wanted to be as light as possible because I was under the water, and she could tell that I was gone. So she went running down this dock, and I could see this whole scene unfolding underwater. She jumped in. She pulled me out of the water. And we acted like nothing happened after. But that was one of my exit points. But I don't remember having any conversation with like my guides or any other ascended masters. That's all that happened. But I think I consciously made the decision in my mind. I'm trying to swim back up. I don't want to drown because I was in a good place and there wasn't any reason for me to want to leave. 
But then my second exit point was, I share this whole episode on my podcast, Spirit Scoop, but it was my near-death experience. I was in high school and I had alcohol poisoning. And it was like one of my beginning, don't know how to drink alcohol. You're young. You're just like influenced by people around you. I ended up in the hospital. And before the hospital, my dad, I came home and my dad was like, just go sleep it off, right? As a dad would be like, okay, you're fine. Just sleep. And my grandmother was visiting from out of town and she came up to the bedroom. She knew somebody who had died on on their own vomit. And she comes up to the bedroom and she says, I was foaming out of my mouth. And she was like, well, you need to take your daughter to the hospital. The When I was in the hospital, I remember having the choice. Do I want to leave or do I want to do I want to go? I was talking to these ascended masters, but I wasn't I didn't see them. I could just hear them. They were giving me the choice in the hospital. And this was my last exit point because I remembered in the pre-birth planning, I was like, am I going to have a third exit point? And they told me like, no, after your second exit point, like you're good to go. Like you're going to live a long life. And I felt like comforted to know that I was able to just jump into this lifetime and like dip my toes in to see how I felt. And if I want to keep going. But I decided that I wanted to stay because they showed me, I said, I wasn't scared to leave, but I was more of like, how is it going to impact my family if I leave? And having my dad lose his high school sweetheart, my mom, and having, I could see him, like how it would affect him, like losing his wife and losing his daughter. I couldn't do it. And it was mostly because of him. I was like, he cannot go through his whole entire life losing these two important women in his life. And I was like, I'm going to stay. And I decided to stay. But I remembered that when all these memories came back. So I actually, after the hospital experience, I came home. I didn't recall this conversation. This actually came back to me years later. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I didn't even remember that I had the choice to go or to stay. So those are my two exit points. But they told me I didn't need a third one. After the second one, I'm good to keep going. (laughs) I think it leads back to we have free will. Yeah, completely. And that's another thing is too, is I had options. Like I have incarnated before. I haven't incarnated as a guide, but I did have that option to be somebody's guide. And with guides, I understand of how that works is that because we have free will, guides, angels, whichever you want to call it, because we have free will, that they are here with us every day. Mm -hmm. But if we want help from them, we have to ask them because they can try to influence us, but because they want us to live our life and to learn right from the good and the bad, they just watch us and try to guide us. But if we want actual help, we need to give the angels permission to help us, right? Because they're like, I know you have that free will. And it comes, it's like a balance of free will and also being divinely guided and asking for help when we need it. But yeah, we definitely have free will. And I think that's why we are here is because that's how you learn is that when you can choose good or choose bad, which one will you choose? I'm curious. Do you know your life path number for numerology? Do you know what number you are? I look it up every year, but then I always forget it every year. What is your life path one? And so it's interesting. So life path ones are supposed to be new souls. It's They're supposed to come in with no karma and nothing really to work out. They get to a fresh start. But 
it leads me to question, what does an old soul mean? Does that mean I haven't had a lot of past lives? And if so, why do I remember my past lives type of thing? So that always confused me a little bit, but I'm curious. So if you feel that you are a new soul. Okay, so the way I look at it, I know I have lifetimes. I still feel like a newer soul. I think with old souls, I feel like they've, they're almost at that point where they're almost ready to make it to the next level where they don't incarnate again because they've gone through it over and over. I don't think I'm a brand new soul. I don't, I know I've had lifetimes before, but I still feel in the middle, I guess in the middle, right? In the middle of being a new soul and then being an old soul. I remember choosing my parents when I came into those lifetime. And I know the reasons why I choose my dad. And it was because of that, the things that I can experience as a soul, I will be able to do it with him. And for example, he's a very out, outgoing, adventurous man who's done Ironmans. He's, we've camped our whole life. We've, we've done camping every summer. We've gone on trips. And my, it feels like we were spoiled with experiences. Not necessarily we came from a rich family or anything, but they he was able to give me the life experiences mm-hmm. like venture the experience of seeing new places that's what i was coming into the soul because that's what it, my soul needed mm-hmm. to get so that's an interesting thing of like how why we choose our parents is because they can show us a new side that we haven't experienced before wow yeah i have the complete opposite growing up i never left the island so it wasn't until i turned 18 when i left hawaii But I had this deep need to want to travel, to have experiences. And I remember I didn't choose to have kids until I was getting near my 30s. And where my sisters, they had kids when they were 19. And I was like, you're ruining your life. You're so young. Don't you want to have all these experiences and go travel the world? And they're like, no, I have no desire to do that. So it's interesting that... My spirit, my soul wanted to come in and have these experiences because I felt like that was something I craved, but I lacked that as a child. But you were given that as a child. And I like to not compare, but see the similarities within personalities of we both do the same work here. We're light workers. And I just go back to this thing where we have very similar paths. Even when you were talking about that exit point where you were underwater and you got to just know I'm going to stay here and reflect back. I've had a few of those in my lifetime as well. And I thought, okay, I cannot leave. I have to, same thing. How would my mom handle this? How would my siblings grow up? It was like I was having that life review of me not being here and how it was going to change everything and all the people that I would impact in this lifetime and how. That was not my path. So there's so much wisdom sharing these stories because I I feel so many of us can think of a time, wow, yeah, I had a choice in that moment. I could give up and I could go on or I could stay and really make an impact in people's lives. And I think that's what you're here for. You're here to share your story so you can help other people get through similar things circumstances. Yeah, I think just for having this conversation that people are going to hear our stories and question like, wait, and take them back to a time where they think that they may have had an exit point and where they consciously Mm -hmm. 
decided that, no, I want to stay because I feel like we do have that power to make those decisions. Absolutely. Another thing too, just to quickly mention is that the more that I've did medium, I've been doing mediumship and connecting with spirit, the more the other side looks so beautiful, right? It took away the fear of dying because I think that's two, the two top fears in life is dying and public speaking, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that's a natural fear that we all have is, is when it's our time to die. So I, I was in a weird stage where I was like, I'm not afraid to die. Not like that I wanted to take my life or anything. I was in a good spot, but I was like, I'm not scared to die. But then a part of me, as these memories came through, I remember consciously making the decision from my last lifetime to this lifetime, I incarnated so fast. I was like, as soon as I, I died, I was like, I want to go back. Which is interesting because I was like, why would I want to go back? It's, it's such a beautiful place over there, right? It's like paradise. You can do this. You can do that. It's, it seems like infinite possibilities. But I, I was like, I want to come back. So and it, just knowing that I made that decision really made me appreciate actually being a human. Like I wanted to be here. I wanted to be a human. I wanted to go through all the experiences and just appreciating like the tastes of food and just like enjoying traveling and so there's so many good things that we can experience being a human even though we go through tough times it's just like we chose to be here for a reason so i think there's so many positives about choosing to be here and being conscious of that decision that we made right because we all are here because we wanted to experience what it's like to be on earth as you're talking i'm having this whole experience in my own being you said something. You remember choosing your parents. And I would tell my mom that as well. I would tell her, I chose you. And she's, no. And I'd be like, yeah, I did. I chose you. And I would say this really young, like two, three years old. And I would tell her that I was her mother. And my mom lost her mother when she was eight years old. And me telling my mom when I'm a young little toddler that I'm her mom and I chose her, I think tripped my mom out a lot. But oh, then... I get this feeling of my grandmother is still in spirit and I don't feel com completely as my grandmother. Like, I don't think I'm my grandmother, but I do feel like I'm somewhat part of my grandmother that makes my mother more than just my mother. I feel like I am her mother in some weird way. And so I think about that and it's, that's a total like mind fuck, to be quite honest. Totally. But what is my point? So you're saying you you remember being like a past life of a dog and, or did you say that or do you have or did I just pick up on that? <laughs> I didn't say it in this episode, but I have an episode on my podcast. I remember being a dog, but I think you just picked that up. I think I, I don't think I even listened to that podcast. I think yeah. I just picked that up. Yeah. Sorry. I, I That just blurted out of me. I have no idea why that came out. But yeah. it it's weird because I might have a past life of being my grandmother, which is really tripping me out because I know she's still in the spirit realm. I know she communicates with me, but maybe I'm a version of her spirit reincarnated. So like we're fragments of our loved ones. Totally. I have seen that happen before as I feel like the wall has been broken down. My mom has passed and she's still there, but I feel if she wanted to incarnate again, it would be like a fragment of her soul because I feel like I remember times where I I passed away at my early 30s in this lifetime that I'm describing. 
But I remember consciously waiting for everybody else to pass so we can all come together as a soul team and do it again. But we switched roles. So I believe that like fragments, I could feel my higher self coming in because I always get tingles on the top of my head. Fragments can go in. You know, when a new baby is born and you just like, oh my gosh, like you feel the presence of grandmother. Like I feel like fragments can go into this new baby. But like, I feel like the grandmother is still there. You know what I mean? Yeah. But piece of her is with this new soul so i could totally like if you feel like that you're connected with your grandmother like that sounds almost like a fragment of hers is with you totally it was i was remembering myself being in that other place almost like being a piece of my grandmother and my mom was eight when her mother passed so eight until 24 is when my mom had me so it was that many years before she had her daughter, which is me, my mom had me. And I felt my spirit on the other side with my grandmother being a part of her fragmenting into my mom being reincarnated. And so, and so I would tell my mother, I'm your mom and I chose you. Oh my gosh. So you remember the blend. Yeah. But I still connect with my grandmother, which is still there. Like her imprint of who she was in that lifetime is still there. So it's almost like talking to my higher self, my ancestors. They're all part of me. She's still there. But she also chose. And so I feel like there's if you want to break it out like 100 percent and then like percentages here and there, I feel like that's what can happen. So she can choose to go in another world. She can choose to be reincarnate fully. But I do think I am a fragment of my grandmother's spirit. I love that. A good goosebumps. Yeah. You know, it's cool and crazy at the same time is that as we're talking about like fragments, there's something that I remember is about this trips me up because I don't have all the information and it's so hard to put our human brains around it. But fragments can also be in different lifetimes. So like I've heard and I've seen this in my own memories is that I would be different parts of my souls would be incarnated at the exact same time, but like in in different bodies and different lifetimes. And like when say, I don't even know how to put this as an example, but say if I have five pieces of my soul fragmented off and I'm Michelle, but five different bodies, five different names, right? I'm not literally hanging out with myself. I'm in all these different spots. But like in each lifetime, say if I'm going through something difficult and I come through it, me coming through it is actually bettering all of my lifetimes. And it's that will give me that if I'm coming through something in one lifetime, that gives me the strength as a soul to come through something else in one of the other fragments. And it's and that feels so powerful. So when I think now, like in this lifetime, I don't know if I'm fragmented off at this very moment. I don't know if there's multiple versions of me at the at the same time. But if there is, and if I'm overstepping like my insecurities or coming and using my voice and sharing my and putting myself more out there, which is tough for me, that's actually helping me in these other lifetimes at the same time, which is so crazy. And don't know how to wrap my head around that. But what are your thoughts on that? You just took my breath away. I just felt the breath leave my body. Whoa, we're going deep. And it leads me to the the thought of we are all connected. When people say we all come from the same source, we're all interconnected, we all come from that tree of life. 
we are literally all from the same source. If you think about it, when light shoots out, it all comes from that same light source, right? And so it does make sense that we could split up in that way. If I think about compassion and empathy, that's what really allows us to feel empathetic and compassion for other people because we can feel that within ourselves. We can look at that situation or this person and be like, hey, this is me because really it is you. It's a fragment of you. Yeah. It, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> I feel like we can talk about this stuff all day. <laughs> yeah. This was an amazing conversation. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your stories and just all your experiences, because I think this conversation is going to allow people to reflect back on their own stories and maybe they can see how maybe some of this stuff relates to their own life. And it's a good philosophy to ponder, too. It's very deep, but it's fun. It's a fun topic. I don't know. Maybe that's the Scorpio in me. I like to go deep. <laughs> yeah, totally. Thank you so much for having me on. Um, I know some of the stuff I wasn't even planning on talking about and it just came up. Maybe most people are supposed to hear it. I love just the vulnerability that you shared. Okay, Michelle, one last question. What is one favorite quote that you live by? The one that comes to mind is, it's simple, but it's start before you're ready. Because I think that we can often get into our own minds a lot and think that we're not ready for something. For myself, for example, like, my podcast, I think it started, it took me two years to actually do the podcast and I never felt ready. But as soon as I heard this quote, it actually helped me in being like, will I ever feel ready? So I love that quote because I think like even if we think that we're going to be ready for something in five years and we're waiting all of those five years, we get there and we still feel like we're not ready. So we wish we would have started like five years prior. So I think that could be for any area in life, right? So I, I love that. Start before you're ready. I love that. And that's something I tell myself as well. And it's okay if it's messy. It's okay if it's not perfect. That's the other piece. But exactly. oh my gosh, that's such a beautiful quote. So thank you so much. And how can people find you if they want to listen to your podcast, if they want to work with you? I would love to know what you're offering right now as far as like services go. Yeah, so you can find me Soul Connections with Michelle on Instagram. My website is also soulconnectionswithmichelle.com. Right now, I'm mentoring people who are looking to build connections with their loved ones and spirit, their spirit guides, development if people are looking to develop and work with their clairs. I also do angel guide readings. I'm also a sound healer and I often do like moon circles online. And that's usually available on Zoom. So wherever people are tuning into in from around the world, they can jump in that. My podcast, Spirit Scoop, it's everywhere you can listen to podcasts. I spend most of my time on Instagram and everything is on there. But yeah, feel free to check that out. I love your podcast too. I've been binging it recently. So oh, go check you. that out if you feel called. Also, the sound healing. I love everything you post about sound healing. I'm so interested in that as well and that you're offering that online now. Yeah, online and in person. But online, the frequencies work through the computer because all you have to do is just listen. And each sound bowl is designed for every chakra, energy, every energy center in your body. So you can actually 
people can feel like energy being pulled out of them just from listening to these powerful like crystal sound bowls. And they're so nice for like meditation if you're somebody that kind of has the harder time like getting into a meditation state. These bowls like can take your meditation like deeper. So which is very nice. And it's a gentle way to do it, but it's also very releasing at the same time. You'll have to come for a sound bath event sometime soon. Typically every like full moon and new moon, which is twice a month, usually we'll do an event. So yeah, just stay tuned. Everything's on the Instagram. Amazing. I'm going to have to uh, drop into one of those. Thank yeah. you so much for joining me today. I love this conversation so much. Thank you for having me. It was wonderful. And I love this conversation too. We'll talk soon. Okay. Bye. Bye.